You know, regardless, if your agency has a large board that strictly follows Robert's rules of order when they meet, or your agency board is a small group whose meetings are held informally, usually as part of a potluck gathering, most EDs struggle with what role their staff should play with the board. Your board may have asked to see more of the staff, but you're unclear of the best way to honor their requests. Nonprofits and the world in which they operate, they continue to change, and there's no one right answer considering board staff contact. But there are questions you can ask and the consequences of decisions you should consider when thinking about staff and board interactions. In today's episode, we'll explore the considerations behind staff attendance at board of director meetings. You can hear the full episode and read the transcript at relishyourrole.com slash 28. And please, if you like it, leave me a little review on your favorite podcast app. It helps grow your listenership of this podcast. You're listening to Relish Your Role Podcast, a free resource for women nonprofit EDs created by me, Dr. Nancy Fournier. After many years of running a nonprofit and consulting, I realized effective leadership is directly tied to the health of the ED's various work relationships. And that's why this podcast will focus on how women nonprofit leaders can gain mastery to manage up, down, and across their agencies for maximum impact. It's time to find your authentic voice and lead with confidence. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. First of all, board meetings are business meetings for board members, and it takes continual effort to keep the board operating at a strategic level and leave the day-to-day operations to the executive director and their staff. So when you're thinking about staff and board contact, keep those two things in mind. Executive directors, they often feel that independent board and staff contact, it may undermine their authority, and it creates the potential for staff to give misleading or undermining information to the board. And in reverse, you may worry that board members will give inappropriate information to staff, perhaps about lawsuit settlements or financial problems or what's in the budget for staff raises or cuts, or they may be wanting to poke around at what some personnel issues might be. It takes work to keep both the staff and your board in their respective lanes, but it can be done with continual attention and intentional communication and action. According to Nonprofit Pro, One of the biggest differences between nonprofit board meetings among agencies of various sizes and missions is whether or not the nonprofit's employees are involved in the proceedings. There are four different ways the board may incorporate staff in their meetings, and there's not one right way, but they all do have consequences. Let's look first at the most extreme level, where no staff are present at board meetings. When no staff members are in attendance or the executive director is only attending in a supporting role and doesn't really participate in the meetings, a kind of us versus them scenario is created where the board makes decisions and decrees and the staff are expected to follow without having any input into the process that led to the decisions. It's sort of a decision without representation model. And while it's rare, there are boards which operate in a vacuum, not making use of the insights an executive director can offer. And then kind of the next step up, only the executive director attends board of director meetings. And in many cases, the board only hears from the ED and no other staff members. They don't attend board meetings or they're not assigned to staff subcommittees. If the executive director is the sole representation of paid staff, 
realize there are no checks and balances in place to ensure that full and accurate information is being presented to the board of directors. And in situations where there's no contact between the board and the staff, it usually results in some form of suspicion, first on the part of the board that the executive is trying to keep information from them, and resentment from staff that they have no contact with those who are ultimately responsible for the agency. That is definitely a situation you want to attend to. Now, there are often the situation kind of in the middle where staff attends board meetings, but they don't speak. And you've been in those meetings. The staff sits silently in chairs along the wall while the board conducts their meetings around a table in the center of the room. It kind of creates the vibe of having a grown-ups and kids table. You remember that from Thanksgiving, right? And there's often this unspoken emotional tension in these scenarios and the potential to encourage the board members to feel superior to the paid staff. The board makes decisions and the staff exists to carry out the board's directives. In this environment, it leads to a deterioration in staff morale and board making decisions without full information. And then there's kind of that healthy median where the staff attends and participates in board meetings, but there are boundaries. By including employees who work as advisors at board meetings, the board has effectively, they surround themselves with subject matter experts who can help them make better informed decisions. Care is taken to bring in staff whenever the board needs their knowledge or skills. So, for example, if you're discussing a new community outreach effort, bring in the staff member who's leading that effort. If you're going to be talking about investment policies, bring in your finance director. If you're going to be discussing personnel changes in your policy, bring in your director of HR resources. It's a chance for staff to demonstrate knowledge, work on their presentation and public speaking skills, and they gain confidence. It's also a chance to highlight staff members who are growing into leaders who have accomplished something special on behalf of the organization. No matter what method your organization employs, it's important to remember that the staff, including the ED, are not voting members of the board. The executive director is a non-voting member and staff are there as advisors, not members. So here's some general rules for guidance about staff board interaction. If you have staff present to board meetings, they should serve a specific function, have important information which is to assist the board in their governance role. The executive director is the only employee of the board, and the ED works for the board, and the rest of the staff works for the ED, and it's therefore really important to continually set expectations about channels of communication between board and staff. You want your board to know, respect, and value your staff, and this can come with a repeated exposure between the board and the staff. However, you have to have your staff respect the necessary boundaries between themselves and the board and follow agency policy concerning personnel concerns and when they have contact with the board. Staff should play the role of advisor and provide technical knowledge to the board. If they're staffing board committees, they should not be placed in the role of taking minutes, which is a board responsibility, or taking on board tasks. They're there to provide concrete knowledge, which assists the board in their governance role. There are no restrictions on staff board contact, but the executive director should always be informed about those contacts. Board members can request information and reports from staff, such as another copy of a budget or last month's client stat reports, but they should stop short of directing staff work by asking for reports that are not already prepared or otherwise asking staff member to perform tasks that the ED is not aware of. 
New reports and tasks can be requested of the executive director, and it's up to you as the ED to figure out who should do it and what the contact with the board member should be. Your goal as an ED is twofold. You want your board to be informed when they make decisions, and that can often only occur when they hear from the staff person who has direct and in-depth knowledge of the issue at hand. And you also want to expose your staff to leadership opportunities and provide them with occasions to grow in their skills and presenting to the board of directors may provide that. But as with so many other relationship aspects of nonprofit leadership, it takes thoughtful consideration of how you want your staff to interact with the board and vice versa. When done well, staff board relationships are respective and productive. When done poorly, you end up with other sort of chains of communication that can undermine the direction of the agency and your direction of of where you want the board to go. You can do these things, and I am here to help. Thanks for listening today. I know the job you have is hard and appreciate the work you do every day. I help women nonprofit EDs manage their work relationships and lead with their authentic voice. Learn more about me and my services at relishyourrole.com. And if you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with other nonprofit leaders. The more support we receive, the greater our impact. Till next time.